We've got episode 99 of Look at My Records previewing the annual Ghost of Uncle Joe's Festival happening on Saturday, October 19th. Gates are at 12 p.m. Festivities start promptly at 1. And I'm such a big fan and lover of this festival that after my friend Evan Moore suggested, hey, you should do an episode on it, I replied, hey, that's a great idea. Let's make it happen. So we're going to preview some of the bands you'll hear at the cemetery. Parsimus Cemetery is where the main event goes down. Also, several after parties at FM, Pet Shop, Lo-Fi Bar, Porta, LITM, all sorts of stuff going on. And in case you're not familiar, this is all musicians performing as cover bands of some of your favorite artists. And we're going to kick off the show with the first band playing at the cemetery, Neil Young and Crazy Horse. And then we'll jump right into an interview with founder and runner of fun, Dancing Tony. If you live in frequent establishments in Jersey City, you've definitely come in contact with this fun, awesome guy. Puts on a lot of events around town and founded this event over 10 years ago, but it's been going on in the cemetery for about 10 years. So we'll get the lowdown on the background of it. Then we'll talk with Evan Moore and Pete Seeger, who'll be performing in a Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band cover band. And we'll also be talking with the Na Na Nas, made up of this guy I just met named Brendan, Bram, Lindsay, and Corey Zach, the sound guy from FM. We'll be playing some songs by a lot of the bands you'll hear at the festival. So here, let's kick it off with, as I said, Neil Young and Crazy Horse, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, from the 1969 Neil Young and Crazy Horse album, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. And then we'll be talking with Dancing Tony. Stay tuned. I'd like to go back home and take it easy. There's a woman that I'd like to get to know, living there. Everybody seems to wonder what it's like down here. I gotta get away from this day to day running around. Everybody knows this is no. I think about back home It's cool and breezy I wish that I could be there Right now Just passing time Everybody seems to wonder 
So Dancing Tony, co-founder of the Ghost of Uncle Joe's, Correct. great annual event, happens every year in Harsimus Cemetery here in Jersey City. Yes, it is the historic, it's the historic Jersey City and Harsimus Cemetery that was first established in the 1800s, the first non-denominational cemetery in New Jersey. Much like, yeah, it was, it was interesting, one of the first ones to exist, it was much like a... You know, it was a. It was much like a. I refer to it as kind of like a more of like a, a like a parking lot because you know anyone could rent a space. Uh, unlike cemeteries that are associated with churches and synagogues, um, this one was non-denominational. So, you know, any you know, um, we have uh, any re any race, any religion. We have a lot of veterans that are buried there, are all at the cemetery up the hill. That's very nice. And this stemmed out of a bar called Uncle Joe's, yes. which I know nothing about. So please tell me a little bit about it. Uh, for a long time, um, Uncle Joe's, leading up to 2005, was the spot, if you live downtown, where you would go at the end of the night or sometime at the night. Um, Uncle Joe's, for a long while, actually was a, uh, was a small gay bar. And then they started doing, uh, they switched over a little and started doing live music. Um, and uh, Sean Towie, uh, Chris Ward, and, uh, and Dave um, were also involved, and Neil were involved in booking bands and showcasing bands and DJs there. Uh, but it was always like the spot where you would go at the end of the night just to make sure you didn't miss anything. Yeah, were you involved with booking and stuff like that? No, I know I, you're I DJ'd really there involved with that now. So. Yeah, I was, at the time I was in booking bands. Um, I, was, um, I was pretty much just DJing and throwing house parties when Uncle Joe's was first around. So I would have a lot of people over. Sometimes we, people would come over to my apartment for an after party. <laughs> Very nice. And so then Uncle Joe's closed. How did it move to this cemetery? I know there's a history with, there's not any more plots. So there's issues with upkeep. How yeah. did this event come about? Well, when, uh, when, well, when Uncle Joe's, somewhere around 2002, 2003, I started booking shows at a gallery space called 58 on Cole Street, which is now 58 Altelier. It's, it's a French name, but it means luxury condos. And uh, they, we, we were doing art shows. I was doing art shows with Orlando Reyes, the executive director, director and we had a back room. It's a, the space was an old, industrially zoned space. It used to be a glass warehouse, a glass manufacturing warehouse. So they had a, it had, it had a garage, we had a front gallery space, and we had a back room where we hosted bands and dance parties. And uh, 
we kept that. So when so when Uncle Joe's closed down and we decided we would move the Ghost of Uncle Joe's, we, we, we established the Ghost of Uncle Joe's, we started doing uh, the party there. Um, but we all throughout the course of the time of doing shows and events at 58, there was always an issue with zoning, the police department, the fire department. I mean, it was it was such it was it would, it would be routine for the police to show up at 58 and simply ask, where's Tony? <laughs> so so coming around to um, it was 2010. We were, I, we, I had a lot of concerns that uh, we wouldn't be able to pull off the Ghost of Uncle Joe's at the at 58, and somewhere around in in two. So in 2000, and just to I guess back up a little, in 2008, the cemetery was um, the cemetery was taken over by um, by a not was was taken over by a nonprofit that was responsible for maintaining. And the upkeep of the cemetery. So they went about, you know, removing weeds that were up to, you know, about four feet tall. They had to clear people that were on some unsavory types that were living in the gatekeeper's house. Um, and they began the upkeep of the cemetery and changing things around. Uh, but because the cemetery had fallen to disarray, there was no longer. Um, there was no longer. Most cemeteries have. Uh, there's a name for it, but it's basically what we all refer to, you know, like a 401k plan for a cemetery, uh, where you know when people would buy plots, it was you know like based on the thing, like you'd buy a plot, you put money down, and that money would be reinvested and reinvestment, and the interest from that would help maintain and the upkeep of the cemetery. However, that money and the cemetery was mismanaged. So um, when the when the new group took it over. Uh, one of the things that they were really involved with, they like to do, uh, stems from uh, Eileen Markenstein, the, the volunteer president, and her husband, Art Markenstein, who has a company called Art in America Pianos, loved music. So one of the things they started doing was they were showcasing, uh, they were showcasing bands at the cemetery in about 2009. Uh, so. And, and doing shows in 2010, and so and bands like the Black Hollies and a couple other bands had played yeah. the cemetery. So um, I just out of out of out of like this strange idea was like, let me reach out to this woman Eileen Markenstein and see if she'd be interested in hosting the party. And I reached out to her, I called her up, and I said hi, and introduced myself, and I told, I asked her if she'd be interested in having a Halloween party in a cemetery, and she was like, hell yeah. And that was the first year, in 2010 was the first year that we had it, and we raised $4,000 for wow. the cemetery. So would you say it was an immediate success? It right was now a, it's an event that people look forward to and are really excited about. Yes, it's it regularly was, it's, a good turnout. It's been a success ever since the first one, and it gets bigger every year, which is great. And what do you think draws people to it? Is it uh, it's a uniqueness. A it's a uniqueness. You, you can it's when you tell someone... When you tell someone that you're having a Halloween party in a cemetery, they're very, they're intrigued. And a lot of times that means they want to come. And since the first one, 2010, that's almost a decade ago. Yes. How do you think the event has changed in the last decade? Uh, we're just, we just can, well, when we first started doing it, the, we'd have the, we'd have about eight or nine bands, at, uh, what, six or eight bands at the cemetery. And then we'd have four or five bands at the lamppost as the after party. Uh, and that's grown from, to about 10 or 11 bands at the cemetery with now six different after party locations yeah. this year. 
so it's grown every year and, and, uh, and what what how long do you start planning for an event like this and what type of logistics goes into um, it I, I plan and procrastinate this event um, as early as possible I try and line up an artist for the design of the cemetery this year's designer is Tim Shankweiler who is a um, who works for Nickelodeon uh, and so he's he's been responsible for this year's design I've had great uh, Bob Pierce Kate Hester um, has done stuff. Uh, Alexandra the Lobo has done stuff. Matt Caputo has designed stuff. So it's always a great, unique design. That's the first thing I try and get done. And then it's lining up bands and lining up sponsors. Um, and as early as it's early as the night of Ghost of Uncle Joe's people start asking me about next year. <laughs> like usually I'll get two or three requests that night. They're like, hey man, I got the, how about we do this? I'm like, all right, reach out to me. So the event has grown to all these different after parties and stuff. Do you usually get to fit everyone in that asks you? you I find do. A place for everyone? You know what happens is, is that I, 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 I say a lot of yeses and then what happens is, is that I get some no's and then I might get some last minute back outs, but it's always juggling trying to figure out where to put people and where they would fit. Yeah. Like this year we're expanding, we expanded to do uh, PS Wine Bar downstairs yeah. um, because we had a lot of requests. And sometimes there's certain niche artists that people really, that you know, like, you know, when we measure out things like Porta is geared for sort of like that top pop thing in a way. Um, LA Tim has always been a little bit of the arty thing. Um, uh, Pet Shop likes the rock. Lo-Fi likes the lo-fi sound. FM can be anything. Yeah. We just try and keep a theme. So I, you know, just I sort of just like partitioning out bands uh, and putting them in the right spot. Exciting! We can't wait. Last question: What are you most looking forward to? Who are you most looking forward to seeing this year? Oh well, well, well one of the bands, uh, maybe because Lindsay's right here, is the Yeah Yeah Yeahs with Corey performing. But I have to say, one of the things I'm psyched for is. I always get excited when kind of everything is done. And so this year, I've uh, had, uh, we put Ellie's LCD sound system to close the show off. Nice. And that's going to be the last band on. So I'm excited about that uh, because that's always a good one. So Awesome. I can't wait. It's this Saturday? This Saturday. Check it out at www.theghostofunclejoes.com. If you hurry up, you can buy pre-sale tickets up until Thursday night. After that, it's $15 at the gate. Please don't bring any pets, weapons, <laughs> outside alcohol. $12 in advance. 12, which is cheap. Which as, is cheap as heck. Yeah, for 11 bands, it's, you can't get a better deal. But hopefully this year, last year we raised close to $30,000 for the cemetery. Wow. So if we could come close to $40,000 this year, we're, we're basically taking almost... Uh, we're also we're basically funding enough for about nine months of the cemetery operating budget. Wow, that's amazing! You're doing God's work, Tony. Uh, well, I'm only doing part of it. I mean, I appreciate that, but it's I, I, uh, it's the bands that make this whole thing. Of I course, mean, like, they're the ones that are practicing for hours and hours on end uh, for this, and it's great to have their support. So. All right, thank you, Tony. You're welcome, Tom Gallo. I appreciate it. Anytime. All right, thank you, Dancing Tony, for chatting with me. Great, interesting history behind this unique, fun and exciting event, Ghost of Uncle Joe's. So Tony is most excited to hear some LCD sound system. So let's hear from them. We're going to play Daft Punk is playing at my house. And then when we come back... I'll be chatting with Evan Moore and Pete Egan. 
will be playing as Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. You're listening to Look at My Records. Show you the ropes I got a bus and a trailer at my house My house I'll show you the ropes Kid, show you the ropes I bought 15 cases for my house My house All the furniture Is in the garage episode coming up saturday october 19th at harsimus cemetery that's what it's called right i always heard harismus yeah that's what i want to say i think it's harsimus the only reason i know this is because i've i used to take the light rail a lot and when 
you get to that stop, they're like, Harsimus Cove. Oh, well, but go. it is a fucking robot, and I don't trust robots. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it's not like a person saying it. So what's up? I'm here with Evan and Pete. Yeah, buddy. Pete, Pete Egan, right? Yes, sir. This is our first time meeting. It's a it pleasure is. meeting you. It's a pleasure. And my friend Evan Moore. Hey. He's already been on this podcast before. We're well acquainted. Yo. Talking about Ghost of Uncle Joe's. A wonderful, wonderful event that, as I previously stated, happens in the Harsimus Cemetery up the road. Scene of many Sopranos episodes. Yeah. Whenever someone dies in the Sopranos, that's the cemetery they're at. Yeah. Yeah. So we're pl- you guys are playing there. Yes, yes. As Bruce Springsteen. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's great. Wait, do, do you have a full per, uh, brass section for no, the East Street we've, Band? We've got a one-man army. You on got a brass. sax? Oh yeah. Okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, our friend Francis, who played played in Gypsy Wig with us, he's the. Uh, oh, so you dude. were in Gypsy Wig? Too. Yes. So yeah. we talked all about Gypsy Wig. Yeah, right? we played some Gypsy Wig songs the last time I was on. And cool. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I came on to talk about Swan Studios and yeah. shit like that, and we ended up just talking about everything <laughs> yeah your whole life yeah the yeah. glory days yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> so how'd you guys decide to do bruce for this well, year's we, in gypsy Week, we've, we've covered two bruce songs so it was kind of like a yeah. no-brainer it's like i knew it was going to be a lot and i didn't know if we had an organist well, we wanted piano. To, to do it in the past yeah we just couldn't get everybody on yeah. board yeah that's true yeah because because you have an organist, you have a piano player, but you also have an organist who can also play Glockenspiel for some shit too, you know, like, it's a yeah, lot. Which we're blessed enough to have now. Yeah. So. We, yeah, so Francis, the guy who's playing Clarence, uh, his friend Nick Harvey is like a, just a ringer. He just kills yeah. it. He showed up ready to go. <laughs> it was like, all right, we're, we can do this. We can He's do like this a jack now. of all perspectives percussion trades yeah well it was either going to be him as second guitar player or as organ if we couldn't find that so he was like he was ready to do whatever he was just like we're doing bruce let's do it so So, something i'm always curious about when does the process start of thinking hey what band are we going to do for uncle joe's and then how do you prepare what's the preparation that goes into this i want to say we think about it all year long pretty much you know yeah once last year's one is over we're like what can we do next year yeah yeah and then probably like summertime you know we start thinking about yeah june july you were were stoking the coals about got it got it going pretty early a long time ago Yeah. yeah so it's you know that's necessary ingredient you know then you just start putting together that playlist you know pulling pulling the choice live cuts you know <laughs> figuring out what what sounds good live yeah i've been i could use i'm gonna nice i'm gonna need a nice like break from bruce after this like i'm fully immersed i'll like listen to the playlist then i'll listen to like practice recordings like while i'm at work like i drive a truck so i could just like play it in the truck and like listen to shit and i'm like scrutinizing <laughs> and then do you because i know they don't like to repeat bands in consecutive years or even in that's what it was every other year what's do you run this by mr tony yeah sesco yeah, what happens tony puts out the list and goes this is the bands we want this year 
sometimes they barely like they're they're they really push for some some interesting ones that don't get picked up very often you know people want to do the bands they want to do yeah that's yeah, why we have sure. two weens this year you know like <laughs> and he's who's you know if he's like well if you want to do it that's fine you know i'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no, you have to do someone else if you're passionate about doing ween, which is really cool, Yeah, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, he'll put out a list, and also you can reference, basically their whole thing is like, if it's been done in, in the last five years, or in the last four years, don't do it. Like we just don't want a recent repeat, which is why we haven't done it in the past. Like we were, we've wanted to do it since we did the replacements two someone years ago. Someone had done Bruce. But it was like Bruce had been done you know, how, why not? Of yeah, course, of New course. Jersey. Like, it's an obvious yeah. choice. It's a New Jersey event. Yeah, exactly. So, we just needed to wait for it to be available. We waste, waited our time, and then yeah. we're like, all right, And then gonna... we didn't waste any time. As soon as it was time to, you know, get the lineup, like, hey, this, we've been thinking about this for a little while. Maybe, you know, put yeah. that in there. Yeah. So. And we're actually going to play twice, too. So, we're playing at the cemetery at like 2.30 or something on Saturday. And then the 31st, we're closing out the show at FM. Oh, nice. So we've, we, we're actually adding more songs for that. Because, you know, people here were playing Bruce set, and they're like, what, are you playing for three hours? And we're like, no, 40, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so in the past, because you guys did Sade last year and the year before. Oh, Pete wasn't a part of it. You were. Uh, Evan did Sade last year, and then two years ago, you did The Replacements. Do you try to book more than one gig around uh, Ghost of Uncle Joe's, typically, so yeah. you can get more out of the fruits of your labor, I'd say, practicing? We able to do it, actually. We got asked to do another one. Um, we, we were Tony asked us to reprise it like a week later, and it was the same day as my friend's wedding, so. It was like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, because those songs are so fun to play. Yeah. That was such a rewarding experience. The replacements. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. And I those think it was actually probably, if it was two years ago, it was right around the time that Replacements Maxwell's live album came out, yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. very, yes. very good timing, It's a good guys. moment for the mats. Yeah. 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 There, was a dude, there was a dude in the audience who came up to us and was like, I saw them like in the heyday or whatever. And he's like, you guys gave me like chills when you were playing Unsatisfied. And I was like, dude, what? That's, that's a, crazy, a really nice compliment. That's like the highest compliment. Were you guys I saw this band live, you know, the band that broke up before you were born. Yeah. And you were able yeah. to capture it. Were like, you guys fuck. blackout drunk like the replacements were for most performances they did in the 80s? Because that's what I hear every time the replacements played, they were just really intoxicated oh, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd be lucky to catch them standing up straight you know but that's part of the thing yeah yeah i heard you could catch them being good every once in a while <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. legendary <laughs> but let's focus on 2019 bruce sure. yeah so let's talk about the other bands we got some other bands playing i know Lindsay sanchez and Corey yeah, zach yeah. will be reprising yeah, yeah, yes. the yeah yeah yes the nah, nah, reprising nah. They've done it before? No, I guess oh. you're right. That's the incorrect <laughs> word. <laughs> okay. They will be um, Pri doing... Pri prizing. They're prizing. prizing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so that's exciting. Uh, the defending champions, including my friend uh, Nick LaFalse's brother, Rob LaFalse. I'm from Verona, New Jersey. They're from Verona, New Jersey. They'll be playing as KC and the Sunshine oh, Band. What's that going to be like? I think a lot of people are going to be shaking their booties. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think um, 
I'm trying to think of another Casey and the Sunshine Band song. <laughs> <laughs> it's an opportunity to learn more about bands because I don't really know much about Casey and the Sunshine about. Band. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Shake your booty. There's other ones. There's other ones. There's got to be other There's ones. A, no, they have. They've had like yeah. three or four like number one songs. I just can't, off the top of my head right now, pull pick one out. You know, Coldplay by the Demi High School Band. I don't know anything about the Demi High School Band. Is Demi a high school? I don't know. Is, there a Demi high is school? it? Or is this some kind of clever? Could be either. <laughs> You're gonna have to come to us of Uncle Joe's to find out. The boy. That's cool though. Coldplay. The yeah. boyfriends will be playing as the Foo Fighters. I'm a That'll fan be fun. of the first three Foo Fighters records in particular. That would be, be amazing. Great. What do you guys? Just a sneak peek of your set list, era wise. What are you guys playing? Playing the hits? Any deep cuts from? Springsteen's catalog. Any Nebraska God. songs? No, no Nebraska yeah. songs. <laughs> we, we, had, we had the Nebraska talk. In the, you know. Yeah, I brought up at least uh, Atlantic City as an idea. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's kind of sad. It's we were trying to keep it fun. Pretty emo. Like, we had Adam. Atlantic sure. City. Yeah. We had rehearsed Adam raised a cane. Do you know that one? Yeah. And, like, that's really dark, and we've practiced it, and we're like, you know, how are we going to play this? This is a really fucking yeah. intense song, and we want to keep it pretty light. It involves playing some in the middle. human sacrifice to, <laughs> to get it done. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty Yeah, it's pretty dark. <laughs> and yeah. The subject matter is pretty dark. Yeah. So we decided to play, like, Jersey Girl instead. Yeah. Like, something way more. Yeah. There's a sweet. lot of early, early stuff on there. I mean, it's heavy on Promise Born Land, to Run so good. cuts, yeah. you know. Yeah, it is. Um, they're mostly hits, though. Mostly hits. For the most part, yeah. they're going to be So familiar. people are going to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we didn't have Dancing in the Dark on the list. And then Francis was like, dudes, what are we doing? Yeah. We're like, we're going to be playing this like, well, with the, at first we were like, well, maybe we'll play at night, you know? So he's like, if we're going to be playing in the cemetery at night, how are we not going to play Dancing in the Dark? <laughs> it's like, it's pr pretty on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's a great song. It's really fun. It's a great addition. Didn't, uh. Didn't take didn't much, take much to, to, learn. to get it done. No, yeah, no. You, know, so. you got hungry it hearts. done. Yeah, we got hungry heart on hungry there too. Heart. Yeah. Sweet, sweet <laughs> organ solo on there. <laughs> the one that he uh, allegedly wrote for the Ramones, which I disagree with. <laughs> That's historical fact. I mean, what is there? To I don't know. <laughs> I don't is know. it? Show me, show me the fucking interview. Show me the receipts. <laughs> show me the receipts. Tell me the receipts. It was an people. inside job. <laughs> so, similar to 9/11. I just like to imagine it. So yeah, there's a lot of upbeat songs in there. Got a couple ballads and maybe something a little heavier to round it out. You know. Oh yeah, of course. And a couple of the uh, trademark, you know. Marathon Bruce songs. Yeah, oh yeah. Gotta do Born to Run. Yeah, of and course. Rosalita too. Rosie, yeah. Well, Born to Run gets the people Me, riled you, up. Yeah. It's the Bruce, Bruce theme song. Yeah. yeah. We've been treating Born to Run with a little more of a punk energy to it, which has been pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And, and how about dressing up for this role? We're going in because yeah, that was the, that in. was one of our missteps yeah. with our replacement set. <laughs> yeah, it was. Pete was the only one who like actually our drummer actually wore a wig, which seems to be the amount of effort you need to put into this. Yeah, yeah. Like when 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 we played that year, the Kinks played later on, and they all had like Beetle, you know, yeah. King, you know, 
British invasion wigs on. They had a man in drag. It was spectacular. Oh, the guy that... Yeah, exactly. That's part of it. The show. The dressing up, you know? Which it kind of made me glad that we were playing early. I was like, all right. (laughs) Just give us a little break. I'm sorry. We didn't understand how serious this was. But yeah, I bought I bought a wig. I'm going in. Oh wow, that's exciting. Pete, Pete might may or may not be curling his hair for this. Yeah, event. we're thinking about that, you know. Because we've been comparing him to Bruce, and we're like, you're getting there. Yeah. White getting t-shirt, there. jeans. Yeah, fucking leather jacket. Leather, leather jacket. jacket you know, yeah, you got it. Big old beanie. Yeah, you got it. Trash trash collector. We're playing a couple times too, so we got you know different different eras. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's exciting. And oh my god, I mean when 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 Justin signed on to be. Uh, Steven, Justin, yes. Justin from Trim Tabs is going to be our Steve, <laughs> be Steve Van Zandt. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. He's got to have a bandana he's, he's, on. He's actually no. going to do the, oh, yeah. this red beret look that we've been uh, been into. Nice. It's like a red beret and then like some kind of paisley shirt, a red vest. Yeah. Because the, the bandana is a later era. You know, in the early yeah. days, it was more like a fedora, like a cool, like, or not, not a fedora, but like, you know, like a... And we got a Max Weinberg. Yeah, right? sure do. Yeah, our buddy Kevin is Max. He's a powerhouse, man. He's got to have glasses. We got to get him. Yep. Glasses. Yeah, basically yeah, his whole costume is uh, he's gonna part his hair in the middle and Some wear glasses. Yeah. yeah, and wear like you know dad glasses. Yeah, because the costume's super important. I gotta say. Yeah. And this event it really is. is. Did you see Lindsay's? Uh, she posted yeah. a preview of her Karen. Lindsay's o costume. looking like Karen O. I'm excited. Yeah. It kind of was like, uh, all right, guys, this is how that's how hard I'm going. <laughs> how hard Step are you going to go? Step up to the plate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, all right, here we go. Who are you guys excited to see from the lineup? Um, I'm excited to see Neil. Neil they're, Young they're and Crazy Horse yeah, is Neil's playing at 1 p.m. Gates are at 12 I know, on October 19th. Pete's excited to see both Weens. Yes, I He's am. He's a big Ween guy. I'm a big Weener. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a guy recently at Tarika wearing a Ween shirt. I guess they sell shirts for each show that they have or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was yeah. right after, it's like four days after 9-11 in like Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> and I was like, that must have been a weird Ween show. Oh, yeah. You know? Probably no one even knew it happened yet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> show, it's probably Jeez. true. Since I know nothing about Ween, tell me about a good Ween song I to play. I could pick you a couple Ween. I have a real thing one, for one the... One Ween uh, song. Oh, just, one, one, okay. <laughs> just one Ween. One Ween. Pick a, pick a Ween. Um, well, if you wanted a catchy tune, uh, Freedom of 76 is a good place nice. to go. Nice. That's where we're going then. Cool. We're going there. That's an early tune. It's a good one. And Paramore, I'm just going to go with Misery Business because that's the catchiest song I know by them. Yeah. It was in a, an know, NHL. A new song. Oh, yeah, is there a new they song? They a new song that was like a new wave. Kind of, it's probably not new now. It's probably like three years old. But I heard it in a grocery store and I like shazammed it. I was like, what is this? I'm like, it's Paramore? All right, let's do it. <laughs> the three-year-old new wave song by Paramore. <laughs> I'm indifferent, so... Bad Boy by Break a Leg Entertainment, which I was told was Puff Daddy. So I'd love to do from the Godzilla soundtrack, Come With Me. Oh, yeah, dude. With Jimmy Page plays on that song, too. (laughs) Because it's the Led Zeppelin song, dude. So we'll do the Puff Daddy version of Come With Me. KC and the Sunshine Band. We'll do Shake Your Groove thing. (laughs) Yeah. No, Shake Your Booty. Shake Your Booty. Shake, shake, shake. 
Shake, oh, shake, 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 shake your, your booty. booty. See, I know nothing about KC and the Sunshine Band. You so I'm excited a, for the de- no defending champions to educate me on <laughs> it. You're a KC neophyte. Foo Fighters, <laughs> Monkey Wrench. Yeah, definitely Monkey Wrench, dude. Yeah. That was like, I don't know, maybe like a second grade song for me or something like that. Uh, for one of the first CDs I bought. It's yeah, it was an early it's band for me, too. Yeah. Foo Fighters. How does he scream that long at the end of the song? How long does no no breaks? And I remember getting a tab book for that record. Yeah. You know, one of those books <clears throat> that you could buy in the you know FYE. Sometimes they'd have them. I remember trying to figure out how to play. I'm like, how do you do this? I couldn't figure it out in a quick guitar. That's okay. I do this now. Casey and the Sunshine Casey and the Sunshine Band also did. I'm your boogeyman. Nice. And. Okay. <laughs> uh, salt. Boogie shoes, maybe? Boogie shoes, yeah. Oh, nom, 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 nom. Get down tonight. My, 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 my boogie shoes. Get down tonight. I'll get down tonight. Yeah. Do a little dance. Make a little love. Get down tonight. Dude, it's going to be amazing. I think they're going to be playing when it's dark out. That's a. That's good. Yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah. The cemetery. Yeah. My God. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So let's start let's start with that. Yeah, let's start with all cemetery band. Ween, Paramore, Puff Daddy, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Foo Fighters. Enjoy them and we'll be back.
Where I'm 
So we went through the cemetery lineup. Let's check out the after parties. We've got Joe Jackson at Lo-Fi. That's going to rule. Playing as the Brixton Riot. Fucking mm. amazing band. I love. As long as they play another world. The Brixton Riot. That's going to rule. Great choice. Yeah, I'm sure. And they, Stepping Out. I mean, I, yeah. I, would, I would hope they'd play Stepping Out. They will, I'm sure. Then we got the Afghan wigs performed by these five gentlemen, gentlemen, which includes members of Hudson City Rats, Dan Solo, and Manoush Bag. Manoush Bag. That's so a like band? a douchebag thing. It's <laughs> a man douche. Man, Manoush Bag, yeah. Manoush Bag is a gypsy jazz slash French songs band. That plays every Tuesday and Thursday at Madame Claude's in downtown Jersey City. Hot damn. Okay. All right. Cool. So everyone, Manoush (laughs) Manoush back. I don't get I don't know. (laughs) Stone Roses, which is awesome, performed by Lost Romance and Friends. I love the Stone Roses. So Yeah, that's gonna be great. Porta after party kicks off at eleven forty PM. Brian Adams, performed by the Milwaukee's. Blondie, performed by Diana Zini and Joe Lambert of Joe Lambert Mastering. LCD Sound System, performed by John Boosie, B-U-S-S-E. Interesting, right? No relation to Gary. Yeah. Hmm. L-I-T-M, we got Counting Crows. You think they're going to do Dreadwig? that yeah definitely because oh, because adam dirt's cut his hair recently yeah he realized so that his, his dreads were it. problematic he, they had to go yeah <laughs> what did he do with them uh, donated them to lots of love i think i think if you do a band like the counting crows you gotta play the hits and, and, you gotta and play you're gonna be hits. classic eric crows you gotta yeah you gotta and that cover of their the joni mitchell song Pay Paradise and put up a parking right. lot. Right. From the Shrek soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta do the Shrek Class, soundtrack classic. song. Gotta Shrek do the Shrek had soundtrack some great songs, song. Man. All Star. That song. <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Yeah. 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 What else? <laughs> That's enough of that. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure is. <laughs> Three song set. Um, no, wait. Three song soundtrack <laughs> next, by Shrek. Next, next year, that's what we're gonna do. Shrek soundtrack. We're gonna dress up like Shrek characters. <laughs> Donkey. Who's, who gets to be Donkey? Pete. We'll draw straws. Gets to be the Donkey from Shrek. All right, Porta. Brian. A- oh wait, we talked about that already. Porta's a good one. That's what we played with as Sade. Nice. Last year. And so Duran Duran will also be at LITM at 10.30, performed so, by Hal and Bill and, Bill and the Basement Dwellers. That's fun, because that's a great man. costume to dress up as. Like, yeah. Like, that's an easy one. Most of the, the string scene costumes are like a shirt. And a flannel. White, a white shirt and a vest. Yeah. But that's my costume is just a white shirt and a vest. It depends on the whole group doing it. Right. You know, right. no individuals There's a lot of, that. Right. But Duran Duran, they're all going to be wearing their fucking, like, slick like Miami Vice suits yeah. or whatever, you know, they yeah. wear in their hair and the It's beautiful. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be, yeah. great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm almost envious of that. Yeah. Grand Funk Railroad performed by Gregory McLaughlin. That's gonna fucking rule. That's gonna fucking rule. That's eleven twenty and there's They're the a, ones to do I'm an American we're an American band. They but, gotta uh, do that yeah, one. Yeah. They throw a few Ram Jam songs in for the hell of it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just for the hell of it, man. Just for the hell of it. <laughs> then after that 
to be announced for the closing band at I think it's probably LITM. just going to be one of the bands from the graveyard. Yeah. Because Tony put a call out and was like, who can do this LITM oh, okay. after Inside, little Inside. <laughs> I think the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah should do it. That'd be a good closing set yeah. at LITM. Yeah, right? Yeah, they definitely should. And then yeah. FM, we got five bands. Boston, performed by Chad Servidio. The Cranberries, performed by Anna O'Connor. The Cure, performed by The Latest Noise. And Nirvana, performed by Parlay Studios. It's a good lineup. Yeah, sure is. Seems like Nirvana it, plays every year. Yeah, it's a great chance to recreate <laughs> a super lineup of bands that otherwise would never play together. Yeah, yeah right. Or could not play together <laughs> because members are deceased and stuff yeah. like that. Walk the earth at the same time. And then Pet Shop. We got stuff on the main floor. Stuff on PS Wine Bar. Main floor, Heart, performing at 9 o'clock by the band Heart Attack. Are they actually a Heart cover band? The name makes me think that. It could be. Me thinks. So, <laughs> 9.50, it just says The Stooges, so I'm assuming it's just The Stooges. It's just Iggy, Iggy Pop Iggy is going to be there. Gonna <laughs> Iggy Pop will be I think there. a couple of those guys are dead. Yeah, I think most of them are, unfortunately. Maybe Wayne Kramer, Kramer. He'll get him. Yeah, from and Iggy Pop. So, uh, go to Pet Shop at 9.50. Iggy Pop will be performing. <laughs> <laughs> 10.40, The Clash, performed by James Kaleo. Another fun one to dress up for. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. 11.30, Blink-182, performed by Baberham Lincoln. Great name. Hmm. Heard of those guys. And... Yeah, yes. Wayne's, I heard of them in Wayne's World, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's going on. Hell yeah. Oh, that's what's it's gonna up. It's going to be a good night, man. Yeah. I hope I can see as much as I can. So let's definitely play it's some of these bands right now. And then Pete's going to play a couple of Bruce songs live here. Can't wait to hear that. Let's listen to some Joe Jackson stepping out. Some Afghan wigs. Big Top Halloween from their very first record. We'll play some Stone Roses, She Bangs the Drums, Lost in the Supermarket by The Clash, and we'll wrap it up with Hanging on the Telephone by Blondie. Looking forward to hearing Pete play some songs live right here on Look at My Records.
songs by pete egan that was fucking amazing what i kind of like is and this is kind of a approach question about the approach to covering a band doing a cover set of a band listening to you perform those two songs you kind of put your own take on bruce you know you're not emulating him Exactly. Right. So what's what's the approach when you do something like this? Do you 
go into it sometimes thinking, okay, we want to emulate the band exactly, or we kind of want to do our own, give it our own flavor mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a good question. It's, it's more like we want to do our best version of it. Trying to emulate the band yeah. might not work best for us. Right. Well, but I think doing what we know how to do. Yeah, I think we're at a point in our musical uh, career path, whatever, where we have our own flavor for things, and I don't know, it, it took a while to be ready for Bruce. Yeah. You know, like remember years ago I wanted to learn more of his songs and I don't think I was at the level yet where I could own them you know because you can't you really can't emulate Bruce to a T no no, no one yeah can do no it, you know so you need to you know but yeah I try to come at it from my angle you I think do you have do to do same, it you have to you know? if you're gonna cover a Bruce song you have to do it with your whole heart you absolutely know? you have man. to like yeah. go hard you can't like do a like that's why you didn't want to do Badlands because you're like this is gonna just wreck me yeah I've, just I've going be ah, yeah. you know like the whole time but he i mean his songs definitely give you ample opportunity to put your heart into it you know and that's that's what i love about it you know you just you can kind of come at it head on and uh certain songs i think there's more of a trying more trying to be Bruce in the song and other songs I'll just sing yeah my own way but uh yeah like the the more like anthemic songs try to get like right on the Bruce yeah like a, like a carbon copy almost for those songs like, like born, born to run yeah like, like that Rosie is mm-hmm. like that you know yep but uh yeah the more the more sensitive tunes there's a little more room to kind of just inject your own uh style into it yeah that's cool and it sets it apart hell yeah yeah. hey great hanging with pete egan and friend hey Hey, i have a name (laughs) evan moore swan looking forward to seeing you guys mr uh, mr swan studios mr studio first name swan Mr. Swan Studios. Swan. Swanathan. Swanathan S Studios. <laughs> Swanathan Q Studios. All right, that's enough. All right, all right, all right, all right. Put a bow on it, Tom. All right. Thanks for coming. You guys are playing as Bruce Springsteen at the Ghost of Uncle Joe's. A great annual occurrence in Jersey City. Part of the fabric of the city at this point. Yeah. Yes. You guys, all funds raised through the ghost of uncle joe's immediately go back to maintain that cemetery harsimus cemetery where it happens so it's a fundraiser it's for a good cause for the upkeep of the cemetery yeah the goats that go there there's a chicken i saw a chicken there one time too i took a picture with a chicken i'll actually probably post that picture with this episode it's me a chicken and a baby <laughs> That's adorable. Like five years you know, ago at the Ghost of Uncle Jazz. Just, yeah. just three cherubs. Well, it was four years ago, actually, because it was when the Mets were in the World Series and I'm wearing like a cool Mets jacket. Oh, yeah. that's, that's cool. And Mets don't usually go in the same sentence. Yeah. 
<laughs> Chickens do though, and babies. It was I don't great, even like baseball. I don't know what I'm talking. It was about. a great, great photo. Okay. Goddamn. You guys are I can't playing. Wait. You guys We're are playing at two two forty p.m. Promptly at two forty p.m. Say two thirty. Let's say two thirty. Yeah. Just to, you know. Yeah, so Let's like say watch two. Us tune up. Yeah. Watch us tune. Yeah. Watch us get our wigs on. You know, <laughs> shit like that. Button our vests. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are playing for thirty minutes, right? 30 minutes Alleg- set? Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, play 45. Yeah, who knows? We Suck might, it! We might, like, play a faster set so we could squeeze more songs in, you know? Yeah. Let's play a faster Bruce song. Let's play 10th Avenue Freeze Out, and then we're gonna chat with the na-na-nas who are covering the yeah-yeah-yeahs on Saturday.
<laughs> All right, I'm here with the Na Na Nas. Yeah. Yay. Made up of Lindsay, Corey, Brendan, and Bram. If you hang out at various unsavory Jersey City establishments, I'm sure you've seen them there. Some savory ones, too. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm always frequenting those unsavory establishments as well. Me too. So that Sometimes not I have to knock. stop in to make them unsavory. Like, that's, this place looks savory. That's I'm going to unsavory it up a little bit. That's what we need. We need more of that. You say savory reminds me of a crepe for some reason. Yeah. Because you can have a savory or, or a sweet crepe. Yeah. So guys, you're performing at the Ghost of Uncle Joe's. We are. On Saturday as the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Yeah. How this incarnation of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs come together? Well, that started in my brain. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Lindsay's brain. (laughs) I realized uh, once I turned 30 that I hadn't performed in a decade since college. And I was like, well, got to do something about that. Uh, and I just really started to like put it out in the universe. I started just like playing guitar in my uh, my apartment more. I posted a video, and I was like, Ah, fuck it. Let's let's ask this question. I was like, Does anyone actually want to do this? Because I want to do this. And me and Corey had been hanging out for a while, and Corey jumped in. And then uh, Bram actually saw that we were serious about it, and he was like, Yes. I'll do it. <laughs> and then I found Brendan on Facebook when we were desperate for another like key player who liked to round out the sound. Literally, Facebook Musicians Group. I nice. found this kid. <laughs> hey, Brendan. <laughs> Unsavory person from the internet. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but how, why the yeah, yeah, yeah? Is you big, long time fan of Meet Me in the Bathroom? genre of bands when Mimi in the bathroom came out I became obsessed with it I'd always been a fan of the AAS like Karen O is just a badass Um, but once I dug into the book and it just became kind of an obsession and then it just sort of was like the natural progression like if I'm gonna do ghost I gotta do the AAS she's like a style icon oh my god Karen O I spent so much money trying to put together my costume so much money. So, question for the rest of the band. When I think of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, I really think of Karen O. And I know you're supposed to go all out with your outfits and stuff for this. How do you do that when it's such a front woman driven band? You just dress in black and blend right in to the background. We have, we have the easier gig. You don't have to dress Because I don't even know the names of the other members of the AAS. There's Big Center and then there's uh, the drummer guy. I think it, that's just uh, Brian Case. All right, well, she knows. I thought drummer was his first name and guy was his last. But yeah. The weird thing is Corey actually looks like Brian Chase. Yeah. So no, are you are you being hard. are you Brian Chase in this band? Yes. I am. Yeah, I I, uh, I decided to drum. Oddly enough, I'm not a drummer, but I decided to. Why not? You know, it's something that uh, Lindsay and I went into to become better musicians, and uh, yeah, we're coming out better musicians. So mission accomplished with that. So uh, initially, I was thinking about playing guitar for it, but I was like, I think I want to drum. And yeah. uh, just hopped yeah. on, and we we started practicing, and then yeah. that's when we piece piece the rest together. So, Brendan, yeah. are you playing bass? I play bass, and I play guitar. Yeah. Okay. So I'm doing a couple of switches throughout the night. Yeah. I'm Whoa. Busy. I'm playing guitar too, which was kind of it, it goes uh, a little bit off the 
strict rules of Ghosts of Uncle Joe's, but uh, like I, I was a guitar. I, I did like the singer songwriter stuff, but I hadn't picked up an electric in a very long time. Um, so it was definitely a challenge for me to, to do it, like a, a goal to accomplish. And Bram, you're playing the keys. Playing the keys. You always play the keys. I always right? play the keys. However, I'm going to make my live bass debut. Oh wow! Never done it in front of a crowd before. Uh, I will play bass on one song, and it's kind of interesting that the AAs don't have a bass player yeah. or a keyboard player, really. So I really kind of am a ghost. As <laughs> That's cool. I'm into that. You know, we got Brandon, the utility player that plays everything. Mm-hmm. You have me that's pretty much just going to fade into the background. It really is all about Karen now. Yeah. I'll, I'll take on that role. I don't mind. Exciting. Very <laughs> exciting. And how'd you guys come up with a set list for... The AAS. Do you delve into deep cuts, sticking to the songs that people know? Probably at least a few of those. Fifty-fifty. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think all of them kind of bubble up to the top. I mean, for people who aren't familiar with the AAS, like they're going to know at least two songs in the set. But if you are at least of the post-punk New York City. Uh, Meet me in the bathroom yeah. vibe, then you will recognize these songs. Yeah, but it's a uh, you know I also seen Yeah Yeah Yeahs live a couple times, so I basically just followed their festival set list, yeah. and it works. Setlist FM, yeah. the website. I look at that all the time. Very yeah. good information. Yeah, also He's pretty cool. accurate. But a ghost, I think it's going to be more like Meet Me in the Porta Potty. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Bram's just the punter. Of the you know, meet me in the bathroom is a book. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> meet me in the porta potty. Yeah. yeah. And well, I hope you're congested. Uh, I don't really want anyone to meet me in the porta potty. Yeah, at, no. at Uncle Joe's. Well, on Halloween. Oh, yeah. That's not technically. That's true. There is a bathroom. Yeah. Oh. Are we allowed to talk about it? Are we allowed to talk about yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> so, you guys put a lot of work into this, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, my God. So when did you start uh, preparing for this set? Memorial Day weekend, I think, was our first practice. Oh, wow. So, that's months ago. Yeah. yeah. So, are you going to be doing this in addition to the Ghost of Uncle Joe's show? Are you going to be playing it any other time? We plan on it, yes. Hopefully, <laughs> a couple more times. All the hard work we put in, and you know, it'll be a shame to just play once. So we're hoping maybe throughout the course of the year, a couple more, depending on totally what comes our way. There's there's talk of a of a proper Halloween show as yeah. well on Halloween. On Halloween, we might scare up a show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what time are you guys playing on Saturday? Do you know? Five p.m. Five p.m. Perfect golden hour. Yeah, that is perfect. Sun will be setting at yeah. that time. Yeah. I uh, I'm super excited. I've only been counting down for you know three months, four months now. It's fine. Wow. Any nerves at all? I am or just freaking excitement. the fuck out. No. Just I'm excitement. I'm I'm excited. I think I think all the all the jitters were worked out throughout the course of the months and as we shaped up and as we all kinda showed what we can do, it kinda now I'm I'm confident that uh, yeah. you know we're gonna put on a good show. No, we've been leaving band practice like, oh, oh okay, we, we we got it, guys, we got it. <laughs> I just hope everything comes together, and it always does. Uh, I played Ghost once before in the B52s with oh, Papermaker, wow. and 
I plugged my keyboard into something, one of the extensions, and it was the same when the lights were in, and when certain lights went on, the keyboard powered off. So for half of the set, I was just panicking and crying a little bit. Um, and I hope that doesn't happen this time, but... Uh, it won't. Okay, good. Let's put that into the universe. Nah, nah, nah. No technical nah, difficulties. Nah, nah, nah. Thanks. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> All right. Then I'm 100% ready to do this. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Most looking forward to seeing the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I like Yay. seeing a good indie rock band instead of just, you know, some predictable whatever yeah. type yeah, of man. thing. And we're, we're noobs, too. I mean, aside from Bram... I haven't performed in Jersey City at all. Same here. I've only been known as Sound Guy Corey. Yeah. Uh, and also operating this recording studio. So now for me to get out and perform in front of Jersey City is going to be pretty, pretty fun. Pretty exciting. I'm excited. Brendan? This is going to be good. I'm stoked for it. I've played a few shows here at FM, uh, but I'm excited to make a debut in front of... What band are you in? Or oh, it was a solo songwriter thing, a band of myself. Brendan, what's your last name? Masters. Masters. Brendan Masters, check him out. He's a master of singer-songwriting. Kids going to fucking Juilliard. Oh, you're going to Juilliard. Yeah. Excellent, dude. Congratulations. I found him on the internet. Yeah. Wow. I love how that happens. Yeah. All right. Let's play a Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song. How about the dance, dance, dance to your dad song? That's head will roll. Are you guys going to play that song Fuck on Saturday? Yes. Of course you are. Spoilers. Yes. I'm going to sing it back, probably. Prediction, heads will roll. Heads yeah. will, in fact, roll. Yeah. Maybe bounce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we have props, too. Nice. <laughs> That's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> got to keep some surprises. Off the record. Yeah. We, we have props. Mad props for Tom Gallo. Yeah. All right. Hands in, everyone. Here we go. Look at my record. Heads will roll.
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Ghost of Uncle Joe's is Saturday, October 19th, 2019, year of our Lord. Doors are at 12 noon. First band plays at 1. Cemetery will keep going till about 9 p.m. Then there's a whole bunch of after parties, FM, Pet Shop, Porta, LITM, Up in the Heights, at Lo-Fi Bar. You can also get advanced tickets. Just go on Facebook where you can pre-order via Eventbrite. And again, all proceeds from Ghost of Uncle Joe's directly benefit the Harsimus Cemetery or the upkeep. Hope to see you guys out there. Gonna play one final song. So, Daniel Johnston is also playing at PS Wine Bar at 11.10 p.m. And he sadly passed away recently. Great, great artist. So, I'm going to play Some Things Last a Long Time. We'll see you at the Ghost of Uncle Joe's.
But it's not funny 